1: Doctor, doctor. I'm doctor, doctor. Whoa, whoa. Well it is a Wednesday morning and guess what It's the first day of February. boy, that feels good to say it also feels good to say that we have Dr. Stan Anderson on our WHBC newsline this morning. Good morning Dr. Stan.
0: Hey Pam. great to talk to you.
1: Happy February
0: yes. I know. The day before Groundhog Day.
1: I know. Don't you just love punksatani, Phil? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, a couple of things I know that that you want to talk about, and I love that the fact that you're bringing to light for us the the different studies and things that are happening. And, well, you pick which one you want to talk about first, either one. Good news, bad news.
0: (laughs) Well, we'll talk about temptations and relationships.
1: Okay, that sounds good.
0: All right, so this is a study that was published from a team of psychologists at Reichman University in Israel and the University of Rochester. And what they were doing is they were trying to answer the question, why do some people cheat in their relationships? What is it that happens? And they were trying to see what is the difference. And one of the things that um, – uh, his name was Gurit Bernbaum he was the uh, the lead author of this article that was published in the journal of sex research and this was just published just 2 days ago and so what he said is that people cheat for a variety of reasons it's usually not just one thing there are some people that just plain feel uncomfortable with talking about intimacy and they try to maintain some kind of emotional distance or some kind of physical distance. They try to relate by having some type of, I guess the best word would be control. And we said, sometimes people cheat not because they're intending to, but because there was an opportunity, they were just overly tired. Maybe they had had too much to drink. Maybe they were too distracted. There was many, many different issues that go along in this whole thing about why people make those kinds of choices. And he said the best way, according to their research, is something called perspective taking, no. putting yourself in our partner's shoes, that when you think through the ideas, the ways in which your partner is reacting and acting that you put it in their shoes, not only does it reduce the temptation to cheat, but it also inoculates against other partner-destroying behaviors. And with um, another – the other co-author was um, uh, Harry Reese. He's the professor of arts, science, and engineering at Rochester he said that the other thing that happens is is that women and men approach relationships sometimes differently. Men are more likely to cheat because they feel that their sexual needs are not being met. And the evidence has shown that women are more likely to cheat because they feel that their emotional needs aren't being met. And he said that the best way to try to avoid All of the whole thing that leads down the path that you don't want to go down is taking care of yourself, trying not to get in a place where you're going to end up being more tempted and looking at things from perspective taking from your partner's point of view. And now perspective taking doesn't prevent you from cheating, but it significantly lessens the desire to do so. And so Your partner's perspective, adopting your partner's point of view is something that is really, really valuable. Almost every counselor is going to tell you, What do you think the other person was feeling, the other person was thinking, the other person was going through? And when we start to see life from other people's perspectives, it really gives us more of an understanding of, okay, then it's not that i need to be bitter or angry or frustrated that person the person that i care for is going through something and maybe if we work together as a team we can really help that so prioritizing one's own one's own goals over the good of the partner in the relationship so seeing things from the other person's perspective gives one a much much more balanced view of uh, of the solutions
1: you know i think that works in any relationship dr stan when you think about it you know friendships family members you know siblings parents that kind of you put yourself in somebody else's shoes can really help you all the way around
0: It really can. And one of the things that we're moving towards is we're moving towards a society that puts a person's needs, a person's desires first. So we use preferred pronouns. Well, if you look at life from a different perspective, you'll be able to understand why that person wants to do that. So people that are reticent or people that do things, not just in a committed relationship, but in a work relationship, trying to understand, trying to, trying to get their perspective on what they do. That makes a huge difference in just about everything.
1: Absolutely. Well, uh, let's, uh, let's kind of switch gears to uh, what I would say the bad news about (laughs) the cost of care, right?
0: (laughs) Well, it's, it's, good and bad okay the big thing this is a huge study this was the largest study that was done it was the researchers at Harvard and the National Bureau of Economic Research they have been looking at this for several years a couple of years ago one of the things that they were really looking to see is can we cut costs and improve greater quality and so there was this big old thing that said look We need integrated system. So the proponents of consolidation, the proponents of the mega systems, that would be the Harvard system, the Mayo Clinic, the Cleveland Clinic, the different things that we have that tend to be more expensive that are much, much more integrated. They've argued that physicians and hospitals working together in integrated, coordinated systems would not only provide better care for patients, but would do so more efficiently than an independent physician practice in hospitals, driving quality of care up and holding spending steady and driving costs down. That was the goal. That was the argument. One of the key arguments was, was, look, if we're going to do this, then the big hospital systems need to acquire as many independent physicians, independent practices as possible. And that was the goal. The health systems would deliver better value quality care by doing that. So um, one of the things that this study did was it looked not just at one segment, but it looked at the Everything. So, this analysis is believed to be the first comprehensive national study to compare outcomes between patients receiving care within healthcare systems and outside of them, including patients with private insurance as well as Medicare. So, it was over 580 different health systems, and what they really found was. The care in the integrated system, so the Mayo Clinic, the Harvard's, the different large, large institutions, they came at a much higher price, 30% more on average and contributing to dramatic higher overall spending on health care with minimal change. I mean, the difference between outcomes was so marginal that it was basically about the same. So what that means is, is if you're going to get like a hip replacement and you're going to do it through one of the uh, Omni Spectrum locally or if you're thinking maybe I should go up to um an integrated system I should go to Mayo Clinic I should do it at uh Cleveland Downtown Cleveland Clinic that the cost is going to be dramatically more If you have uh, if your child is going to have ear tubes, should you do it at Ohio Head and Neck locally? Or is it going to be a better outcome if they go through, for instance, um, Akron Children's Hospital? Those types of very pragmatic things, what they found was no significant difference cost dramatically less if you do it through the independent system. So this is Uh. just one more thing that's that the. um, The people that are policymakers that are going to be reimbursing are going to be looking at and saying, hey, you integrated systems, you said this is going to be better and cut costs, and it is not cutting costs, and it is not better. It'll be really interesting to see what the policymakers do as a result of this, because this is groundbreaking. Yeah,
1: absolutely. That's amazing stuff there. Well, we can talk about uh, billing and all that kind of stuff, too. There's so much more out there when it comes to that. But we'll have to put that off to another day. Dr. Sam, thank you so much for coming on this morning.
0: Well, my pleasure. Great to talk to you, Pam.